Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of One of the Guys Podcast. Um, today, we have a few guests. Um, we have Austin, we have Noah, and then we have my cousin um, that I wanted to bring on for this episode. His name is AJ. Me and AJ grew up together for a long time. We're the same age, and we both just finished our careers in the military. He got out before me, luckily, but um, I got out Monday. Tomorrow, I just have one final appointment to sign some papers and gone. But pretty much, uh, I wanted to get him on just to talk about the subject today. And we're going to be kind of talking about like how our week has been and everything. And then we're going to get into some uh, mental health issues, um, both issues and then ways to cope, uh, things to do to heal and like some therapy and whatnot. We're just going to be just talking about it all, leaving everything on the table and then uh, seeing how we feel afterwards. How you guys doing? Austin, how you doing? Dude, I'm fucking busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like we haven't linked up in a minute just because, no. like, I know you have school and everything and work. Yeah, I've been off the pod. I've been off PlayStation, man. I've been going dark. Yeah. So you guys have been gone, man. I miss yeah. everybody. Strip not good time. <laughs> it, yeah, it sounds like it sucks. Noah, how you been? What you been up to, man? I've been great. I uh, just went to Nashville last weekend. Ooh, what? Well, last Thursday. How was it? Did you wear a mask? It was pretty. Um, I we barely had to wear a mask, so we had a we have a friend who has a house there. We stayed with him, and um, we didn't go out a whole lot because the bars are still closed. We went to one like five story bar that had live music on every story, and the reason it was open was because it was also a restaurant. And then we went cliff diving and stuff, so that was really fun. But oh, so you didn't go to like Bar Nashville like when we went? You went? No, no, to... we were. Well, we were straight downtown. Like we were right across from Jason Aldean's bar, but oh. but that was one of like three that was open, so we didn't get to see like the wall to wall people everywhere, like type deal. But really, so they're not even like really open. Fun. Only if you like serve food too, which is kind of a weird gray area. Because this place was basically a bar, like they were more a bar than they were a restaurant. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we um, like we did get food there, and that's why they're allowed to open. And places down there aren't really following like the ten o'clock rule, where a lot of places have to be closed by ten o'clock. They just kind of do what they want. Damn. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just called out Nashville. Yeah. Damn. That sounds like a lot of fun. AJ, what have you been up to, man? You want to introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, I mean, you already kind of introduced me. My name is Angel. I'm his cousin. I was previously in the military and the army. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. it. Had its ups and downs, but there's not really much to say. My week has been a bit slow. I've been very lazy. I had very few errands where I pushed off made to make it to seem like it's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quarantine has definitely changed me a lot. <laughs> it's also nice though. Yeah. Yeah, and we talk every day, so, like, there's no need to catch up between us or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I just wanted to get it all out there. But uh, how are you guys doing? You guys doing all right? Austin doesn't look too great, but (laughs) you're hanging in there. Austin going through it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm paying to go through it, so that's the weird thing. Yeah. Sucks. No, are you doing all right? You just got back from Nashville? Yeah, I'm doing great. I just uh, scheduled my final year of classes and work and everything. So I'm doing good. Nice, nice. Yeah, my week's been eventful. All my furniture is gone in my apartment. So it's literally just me, a small ass table so I can get things done. And then uh, an air mattress on the floor. So I like your gaming setup, though. <laughs> yeah, you still have like a little gaming setup. It's like a small little table, one screen, and just small ass space. But no, I mean I'm still able to get things done, um, get everything that I want done, especially too. Um, but yeah, it hasn't been too bad. There's been like a lot of like. I had a going away party on Friday. Um, I had um, this big ceremony on Monday morning. Um, they gave me an award. Um, and then like I got 
awarded the Air Force Accommodation Medal uh, for serving my time here. And then they gave me like this giant, giant picture frame that everybody signed and has like a bunch of the patches that um, my unit worked with and everything. And it was like a lot of endearing messages um, from people that I haven't talked to in a while. And then from people that I talk to every day. Um, so it's been like, it. I don't know. I want to say it's been a good week, but I don't think it honestly has been. Um, uh, I don't know. I've just been like sad. I've just been like sad to go. Like with all the people, like having to like say goodbye to a lot of people that are like, I I know like I want to leave this place and like I should be, I feel guilty because like I should be like really happy to go, but I'm just not. Like it's just, I can't. I don't know what it is like I feel like um like very anxious and I feel um kind of like sad some days and like the, the there was like one day actually no I'll say this later but um yeah I just feel like I don't know out of it I think it might just be like quarantine like finally getting to me or what but it's honestly it's I'm, I'm I'm ready to leave I'm absolutely ready to leave I want to get this done and over with get out of this apartment and get into my next one. But some of the things that are it's like going on around the world, baseball was back. It's not going to last long. <laughs> the Marlins um, all contracted coronavirus. They all got fucked. None of the Phillies have tested positive, which I was kind of surprised about. Phillies still lost to a coronavirus infected team. Don't know how that happens. <laughs> But, Fucking Bryce Harper. <laughs> hey, man got paid, so can't say true, anything. true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think that's like another thing that makes me feel down is that like I just don't think like college football maybe might work if they stick with their conferences, travel small, and everything. Maybe, but. The MLB, nah, dude, this is not gonna work. They, you can't travel like, across the country consistently and still expect like a solid season. That's not how this works. Like the bubble, the bubble seems the way to go. The NBA players have tested for a second consecutive week, all negative. Like this shit, that shit works. But what are they doing? They so oh yeah, it, AJ doesn't cover or he doesn't watch any sports or anything like that. I feel like I'd have less stress if I did. If you I didn't, didn't watch any sports, sports? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, being a Cleveland fan, yeah, oh, definitely. Fuck, man. <laughs> it's half my issues. But so AJ in for the NBA, all the players went to Orlando, and they're staying in like the Disney hotels that That's are there. Stuff. Yeah, and so they have a bunch of basketball courts there. I think there's like four courts. So they all stay within that little bubble. They're not allowed to leave or anything. They're all in like hotels. There's like four teams in each hotel. And there's three hotels. So they're like all together. They're all jam-packed in all the hotel and everything. And they literally just eat, sleep, and ball. That's it. That's a good life. Dude, yeah. Try to sneak in thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll see who tries to sneak in some girls because it's three months, right? It's, a, it's three months uh, away from their families. So, yeah, they have no family members there. Family members are allowed to come to the games remotely through, like, Zoom and stuff. Or, like, maybe you can get, like, the conjugal visits with, like, your wife if you're married. So Conjugal visits like they're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, I don't know. Like it, that, that seems to work. Hockey, same thing. Hockey's doing the same exact thing, same exact system, but in Canada. So, I mean, it's working. Obviously, it's working. The NBA comes back tomorrow. There have been maybe small issues here and there. Lou Will left to go get some wings and, and uh, go to a strip club. Um, but, <laughs> okay, AJ, I don't know if you saw the wings. Did you guys see the wings? I did. I saw the food. I would leave for those wings. Like, AJ, that's how good no, they looked. I understand the wings, but when you said the strip club, that... The, I mean, okay, the wings are at the strip club. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, the wings are at yeah, the strip club. Yeah, you wouldn't make that synonymous, like a strip club and like really good wings. Like, you normally wouldn't think like, oh, yeah, this is great. 
But then didn't Johnny Manziel say like, yeah, dude, that's like some of the best food in that place. Everybody has said that that has, they have the best wings in the country. So strip club. <laughs> um, yeah. So he left because of a funeral. It was a personal matter, but I mean, he flew from Orlando. He got a private jet, flew from Orlando to Atlanta. Didn't tell anyone thought he could get away with it. The only, he would have gotten away with it. The only way he got caught was, um, the young artist, Jack Harlow put him on his Instagram story. Asshole. That's how, <laughs> that's how he got caught. Jack Harlow was a real one, came out and said, oh, that's an old picture. I don't know what everybody's freaking out about. And then they questioned Lou Will. Lou Will was honest about it and said, no, nah, I did fly to Atlanta last weekend and I went to a funeral. And it was in Atlanta and it was in Magic City. So I went and got wings. He, at that establishment, he has wings named after him. So they got to be good. I mean, if somebody's naming a, a wing place after you, they got to be good. Um, but I mean, honestly, looking at the picture, I don't blame him. Also, because of the family matter, I don't blame him. Some other players have um, made other sacrifices. Alex Caruso from the Lakers made he didn't go to his sister's wedding um, just because if he knew if he came back, then he would have to miss games. So he was like, "No, nah, it's not worth it." Dedicated to the NBA, I don't care about my sister. Hmm. But <laughs> I'm sure he didn't say that. I'm sure it was a hard decision. But that being said, NBA is back. First game starts tomorrow, Utah and New Orleans, 5.30 p.m. Central time. And then after that, the, the game everybody's waiting for, Clippers versus Los Angeles starting at 8 p.m. Central time. Okay. Now to the one thing that nobody really cares about is hockey. Hey, nobody gives a fuck about hockey. Um, it's a dead sport. What is hockey? <laughs> Yo, let's go Blue Jackets. <laughs> no, just I only say that because I know Austin told me the other day like he's a really big hockey fan. Um, I've never gotten into it. I'm be honest. I've been to several hockey games. Never gotten into it. It no, seems like it'd be fun. fun. Yeah, it seems like it'd be fucking amazing. But I don't know. I just I just can't. There's just something about it that can't draw me in you know maybe i need to like the way i got into the nba a lot is because like i started to learn more about the players and some of their stories and everything like that's what brought me closer to the sport but hockey on the other hand i'd rather not Hmm. um but yeah uh, another thing that came out today is joe kelly suspended eight games out of a 60 game season fuck the major league baseball league Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. He even hit anybody. No, he yeah, that's the thing. So he's been suspended before for hitting someone. And he got right. suspended for what, six games? Before? Yeah. In in yeah. 162 games, it was only six, six games, games for actually mm-hmm. hitting somebody. Yeah. And then last night he threw okay. He did yeah, throw you can explain the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Explain so, the whole thing. <clears throat> if you guys don't know what's happening around the world, if you guys live under a rock, Houston Astros are fucking trash, right? They cheated, yada yada. It was proven they cheated, and nothing really happened. So all your teams are now taking it out on them by throwing at them every game. I mean, you kind of got what you have coming, but whatever. So last night, he threw multiple times at players. But like one time that sticks out, he threw 96 miles an hour at somebody's head. Which, okay, that's kind of fucked up. But <laughs> he didn't hit him. He didn't hit him. Right. And like, okay, if he wants to spend a game, two games, whatever. But eight games in a 60-game season, that's fucking wild. Yeah, so AJ, there's usually... Yeah, like to explain it to like the common man, um, there's 162 games a season. So to be suspended eight games in 162, that's that's reasonable somewhat if you were to hit the player and everything. But now they're only playing 60 games this season. And so each game is worth eight. Right. Yeah. And each game is worth 2.7 games mathematically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. times eight by that. That's fucking wild. That's almost, that's fucking wild. It's almost 20 games. Yeah. And like they said that it was a combination of him hitting him on purpose with motive. There's no doubt that he did that on purpose. Um, mm. So it's, it's the on purpose part. And then the fact that he was mocking him and the entire Houston Astros I would too as they were coming up and down the the plate which is which is rightfully so the the MLB didn't take a proper response to any of the cheating none of it 
there was like clear as day cheating happening with the Astros. They had people on tape and on film saying that yes, we cheated. Yeah, exactly. And nothing happened. Nothing. They just find him like what, like five hundred mil or no, five hundred thousand. Yeah, pocket change. Five hundred yeah. mil. <laughs> no, no, not five hundred mil. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, that would be but, but they essentially didn't do anything. It was a slap yeah. to the wrist. If that. Yeah. It's like you're like, not getting allowance this week. Mm-hmm. AJ, I know like the Astros might be your team and everything, but fuck oh, the Astros. Fuck. Oh yeah, AJ lives sports, in Houston. Yeah. Okay, like, fuck. <laughs> AJ's like, yeah, I, I can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would make sense because like Trevor Bauer's been saying it for years since 2017 that they cheated. He was right. Yeah, he he was he was because that was the year we had like this season. Right, yeah. we had the best record in the MLB. We won 22 straight games, and then we went cold. We were, yeah, and then nothing. We faced the Astros and got knocked the fuck out against one of the best pitching staffs of recent time. Yeah, Cy Young winner Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer, which was arguably one of the greatest pitchers the Indians has ever had, and one of the best bullpens we've ever had. Seriously, seriously, yeah, Carlos Carrasco, uh, Corey Kluber, Trevor Everybody. Bauer. Clevinger, like literally stacked. But anyways, fuck the MLB. It's gonna get shut down anyways. There's no way this shit actually happened. Like what what happens to the Marlins for the next two weeks? Well, honestly, what happens? Do they just like don't you have 14 days that you just can't show do they just forfeit the season? Double like, headers. What? No way. You can't do two like two weeks straight of double headers. Like you'd oh, be yeah. exhausted. Is what it is. But anyways, whatever. That movie fucking sucks. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just like, I don't know. They don't have a chance anymore. Not that they did. I don't know why I care about Miami. I don't. They still beat the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, okay. So like now getting into like the real stuff. We talked about sports, chopped it up a little bit. Mental health. That's the main issue that I want to talk about today. It's not really, I wouldn't say it's an issue. It's the topic of the day. And just like with some of the stuff that I've been facing and some of like the struggles that I've faced in my life. And then like AJ, some of the struggles you've faced, Austin and Noah, like some of the stuff that you guys have dealt with. I don't think it's ever been, for me and AJ, it's always been like a a topic that we're very comfortable with. Right. Um, For Austin and Noah, I don't think I've ever actually like sat down and like talk to you guys about this or anything like that so i think this will be a good opportunity for us to like sit down understand each other and everything like grow you know for sure yeah okay um so yeah like i said earlier i i don't know i think quarantine is just like finally getting to me i feel very anxious like about getting out i feel like i missed something it's like a super long checklist of things that i have to do um and I did them all. Like I checked today and like I got everything done and I had like some final appointments um, with some other organizations on base. But I feel like I've done it all essentially. But like still that feeling inside of me feels like, oh, I'm missing something or I'm doing this wrong and I'm gonna get fucked over when I leave or something like that. Or like, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna be able to take advantage of all the proper benefits that getting out gives me. And I get really nervous because, like, I'm not going to have um, that steady job anymore. So I won't have that steady paycheck. Can I get a job? Yes. But I just, like, you know, like, it's, like, it's giving me, like, a lot of anxiety lately. And I know, like, everything's going to be fine. And I just have to, like, keep telling myself that, like, everything's going to be fine. You know, just take it day by day. Stop worrying about next week. Stop worrying about the next two weeks and everything because – then I'm just going to put myself in a situation where I just feel very like uncomfortable a lot of the times. And I feel, I get more depressed and more sad. And I don't know. I just like the other day too, like I was like, I didn't even want to get up out of bed. I'm sleeping on a fucking air mattress. It's not like it's comfortable either. (laughs) So I just, I, I don't know. I haven't felt like, myself lately and i haven't felt like i wanted to get out of bed i was like what's the point like i don't have anything to do today i do the same thing every day i just get up make breakfast hop on some video games maybe work out later and then play more video games or do like like only fans yeah (laughs) but 
Yeah, so I just like I think like quarantine's like just like finally getting to me over the past couple of months and everything. And I just felt like I haven't been able to do anything productive, even though I have. I started a podcast in the middle of a quarantine. Some, like I've been productive. I've been doing like a lot of shit, but like lately I think it's just felt like I have nothing to do. Or like that I been doing the same thing for too long, you know? Um so yeah, and then like Austin like reached out and he was like, Hey, like let's play video games. Like you didn't even like you didn't know anything was going on with me or anything. But you were just like, Yeah, let's like play video games and like that helped a lot. Like just being able to like chop it up again and like just being able to like talk and like hang out and everything, even though like it's from afar, like I've gotten used to it. Like that's just the way I hang out with people. Um and and it was nice. It like gave me like a breath of fresh air and everything where I felt like I was doing, like I was like literally running on autopilot, like waking up, doing the same thing, waking up, doing the same thing. Like it just felt so monotonous. But the day Austin did reach out and he was like, yeah, let's just like play video games. I was like, I had like, it felt like I had something to like look forward to. And I was like, fuck yeah, I can't wait till Austin gets off work and we can play video games. And it felt great. And like, it really like made me take a step back and be like, damn, like I might be actually like struggling with something right now. And I need to like hop out of the funk and everything. Um, but yeah, like that's kind of what's been going on with me. Um, and like one of the main reasons why I brought my cousin AJ on is because like he's been through this. He got through the whole process of like getting out. He did it right and everything like that. I think he did it right. Um, but so like, yeah, like AJ, like what advice can you give to me as like someone who's getting out this week? that you wish you could give yourself before like when you were dealing with everything like starting essentially a whole new life because it's exactly what this is like it will never be the same again right yeah so it was definitely the same kind of feeling for me i was excited to get out i cannot i've been looking forward to that day that just that time in my life for about two years and finally when it came it felt so real there was a part of me that wanted to stay Cause I just missed like the steady paycheck, you know, the people I, you know, grew a big friendship with and it's felt like a family, mm -hmm. but also it's just like, I was ready to move on with the next part of my life and I didn't know where to go. Like I had a plan, but I felt like that wasn't enough to satisfy or like to get over the feeling of being anxious because I've been in this, I mean, it's not a long time. It's only been like three, three and a half years, mm -hmm. but it's, it felt like a big chunk of my life. I'm still young, a still young adult, but I knew it was going to be okay. I had a decent plan. I had some sort of income right off the bat, kind of took a few months to kick in, but I'm getting paid to go to school. I have a disability. Um, so I wasn't really worried about that. I had a place to stay with my uncles and let me stay with them. But the advice I can give is that just keep in the back of your mind that it's going to be okay. Like stop worrying too much. Just, you know, enjoy it as far as like um, being able to, you know, stay at home and do whatever before like a big reality check comes in or since you, like what's gonna be your income when you get out? So my biggest income is gonna be, obviously disability is gonna be one, but that won't kick in probably till November-ish. Um, and then yeah. the GI bill is gonna be one of them. And then I'm probably gonna find a job here pretty soon at like Chase. Cause my brother works at Chase now. So he said, he was like, yeah, just like, come in fill out an application for me it was a big thing because like i knew i want to work on cars i didn't know if it was going to be a hobby or for a career because i knew i couldn't be a mechanic i see them more as a hobby but i tried this as a body mechanic it still isn't for me so obviously i would have like told you or told myself to find something or work towards something like to stay focused on as far as their like, career path and now i'm just starting to get into like the streaming thing once again but doing it mostly the right way i'm still learning and yeah. you you started a podcast which is pretty good so stay focused on that but just it's okay to be anxious about a new party life like it's normal but just know it's going to be okay you got some sort of income going to kick in too and you got some money saved up mm. everything's going to work out fine but this is just look forward to the next part of your life like you're going to enjoy you're going to have a lot more freedom it's going to be kind of difficult to find what to do with it but it's pretty relieving to do like to go through that change again. Like you took a lot of this shit for granted before you joined. And when you joined, you're like, 
reminiscent of the times that like I could have done all this. And obviously you told me about some, so like you want to go back to smoking or something. I mean, yeah. that's something you're looking forward to. I wasn't really into it, but it's more freedom. You're going to, you're going to be a civilian again and you have knowledge and you've gone through shit that a lot of people can't say they've done and you can feel, well, you have like more maturity and I don't know. It's just, you feel older at a younger age and which is kind of a good thing too. And you know what to expect and how right. to talk to people. Right. And like, that's the thing is that like, I have, I have like things lined up. I know what I want to do and everything. And like, I have this internship upcoming and for what it's for sports writing, mm. but it's just like writing about like tech and everything for like a small time company. Um, but I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of interesting. It'll teach me a lot and it'll definitely keep me occupied. The pay is not that great, but I mean, Hey, whatever, it's an internship, but yeah, I mean like that, those are some of the things that I have to look forward to. And like, that's why like, I feel, I feel like bad, like this is what makes it worse. I feel bad about feeling anxious and I feel bad about like feeling like kind of sad and everything because the things that I have lined up afterwards, like I'm literally going to be with my friends. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to be in a nicer apartment um, I'm going to have a more social life. I'm going to, well, pending pandemic, but, um, and like, I'm going to be doing the things that I want to do and things that like I've always dreamed of, but I've never been able to like actually sit down and do because of like the job that I have. Um, so like, I know like I should be happy. I should be feeling this way, but like, I feel even worse because like I keep telling myself that's the way I should be feeling. And rather than accepting the way that I feel now. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't know how, but just keep practicing, I guess. That's something for you to understand or mm -hmm. go through yourself. Yeah. But don't yeah. feel bad that you feel that you're feeling shitty. Like you're just nervous. Yeah, I know. And Everybody's I think I just nervous. needed to like yeah. I think I just needed to like actually like sit down to like talk with you guys about it and everything. Like like this is the way that I've felt like the past week. Cause like I haven't really like said anything. Um, and even like with you, AJ, like I talk with you every day, but like, I haven't really said anything to you, um, about that. And like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, bless you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Austin, Noah, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I think that, so with what you're feeling, like just anxious and everything, I think with moving, that's something that everybody feels. Mm -hmm. So recently my, uh, my new set of roommates moved in mm -hmm. and I'm so like, I didn't even have to do anything. I just like, they all moved in. It was just a new environment for me. Like, it wasn't like I like am moving houses or anything. And even mm -hmm. with that, I felt anxious because it's something that I was used to like for a year now. Right. I was right. used to like a, like a set of roommates and everything, but you're in, you're introduced to this new situation and your it's just like your body's natural way of responding like mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it i think a lot of people go through that i went like i felt that that when i uh moved from my old house to this house mm -hmm. it's just when you uh when you're put into a new situation you just your body it's like you're not comfortable like you're not comfortable because obviously it's not what you're used to and so your body responds that way but it's nothing i don't think it's anything to be worried about or ashamed about it's just what happens and then give it like a honestly give it like a week and you'll be fine right yeah and i think i just gotta just take it day by day you know and just go through the motions austin you have anything you want to say just take it one day at a time man um gotta look at what's ahead of you um mm -hmm. in order to grow you gotta be uncomfortable so that's very true that is very true i did not think about that and it's something that I even say all the time. I just didn't think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to grow to be uncomfortable. I like that actually. Um, have you, so like if, obviously if you guys want to pass, just say pass, but have you guys had any mental, I, I've had mental health issues in the past. I kind of brought it up in the episode. Was it like two episodes ago? Um, when I really started to go to like therapy and like, I really started to like struggle with some like the PTSD stuff and where I was like one in one of my most like depressed states of my entire life. Um, but 
have you guys like ever gone through something like that? And if you want to listen to that, that's two episodes ago. It's the, we were on a break episode, but yeah. AJ, have you, have you struggled with it at all? So what specifically? Cause mental health is like very broad. And yeah. It is kind of broad, but like, have you struggled with like depression or like anxiety or anything like that? Yeah. So I had depression, anxiety and insomnia since mm, maybe like middle school. And obviously it got worse over time. I did not, never know how to deal with it. Never really had a father. Didn't have a father figure. Had to teach myself a lot of my, a lot of things that some people will learn from their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always felt alone. And especially when I joined the military and got deployed, I, that's when I really felt like that's what, that was my peak. And there has been, you know, a lot of thoughts. And I never thought about talking to a therapist and when I did, it was very uncomfortable at first, but then it got relieving over time. Mm-hmm. And you hear all the time that talking to people really helps, but you just don't, you just take it uh, kind of for granted, or it's just, you don't believe them. And so you actually do it. It is uncomfortable at first, but it really did help me a lot. Talking to yeah. you, I didn't know you had all this shit going on in your life until I reached out to you and told told you what was going through, what was going, what was going on in my life. And it was relieving. It's like, it's not a good thing to hear that someone's going through it, but to hear someone else to be dealing with the shit you're going through is kind of relieving. Cause you're not, you don't feel as alone, even though you hear a constant, like you're not alone, you're not alone. And it's not until you actually like know someone close to you that actually has the same issues and you mm-hmm. can grow together. Yeah. And like, especially cause like, I remember, I still remember the one night that you reached out to me. It was like, it was like, what, like three in the morning. I don't even know. There was been so many times where I just couldn't sleep, broke down or just like, just have panic attacks. And finally I had, I had to just talk to somebody. Yeah. And I remember like you had told me that like you, you just needed like someone to talk to in the middle of the night. And then like, I remember we were just talking about that and like I asked you about like why what why don't you go to therapy and why don't you go to, and just like talk to someone like whether they know what's going on or not like doesn't really matter at least you can like at least discuss it with somebody and just feel heard you know yeah it was and, definitely uncomfortable but in our family you as you know but for the people who don't know uh being a male it's kind of like we get made fun of for showing any feelings and talking to the females in our family is uh, relieving as far as, like, what we're going through. But if you talk to your your male family, they're just going to make fun of you. And just, like, you develop that, like, hard shell, but you're really kind of soft inside. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean because I remember when I was going through a tough time, like, I, I – and, like, if you guys know me or anything, like, you know, like, I have, like, a very shoddy relationship with my father. And I was – so desperate I went to him for help and I was like what what do I do and he was like I don't know get over it because that's that's what he knows and that's what's always been told like within our family and everything like it's just like get over it and like you know that sucks but like push through like you got to tough it out you know you're a man like grow the fuck up stop being a little bitch and like that's literally what was told to me so to like and like that even made me feel even more alone, like going to my family and then being told to toughen up and stop being a little bitch. Like what the fuck? Like that shit sucks. You know, like if I truly, truly felt alone. So I know that like when you reach you, when you finally like reached out to me, like asking for help, like I was like, no, 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 he's not about to like go through the same thing that I went through, like talking to some of the guys in our family and everything. Cause like, we've all been through the, the shitter like we've all experienced tough shit but i think aj me and you are the only ones that have actually sought help besides like when my dad goes to rehab or anything but like that's like that's like forced help um but i think me and you are the only ones that have actually sought out therapy and would you say like it was very positive or would you say it was like eh? Uh, it's a bit of both. It just depends on how you approach it because you get what you give. So if you don't give a lot, you're not going to get much. So you have to trust the system. If you have a bad therapist, request a new one. 
everything everywhere else like works differently for the military it was free people who don't have those benefits i don't know it's bit tough, you can but, still request a new one though you, you're an insurance provider no it's not like for civilians yeah yeah your insurance provider will provide you a list of therapists or, or uh, clinics that will obviously help you out um, and if you're not satisfied with the one that you're going to, well, then you just take another look at the list and do some research and see who you really want to talk to. And you find one with the specialty of what you feel like you're um, going through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like it's a family life counselor that helps out, or sometimes it's like a drug and alcohol abuse counselor that helps out the most. It's really up to you and what you're going through, but your insurance provider should, should be able to provide you that list. Um, Austin, have you, have you struggled? If you're comfortable talking about it, you can share. Um, but have you struggled with any mental health issues in the past, whether it's like a week of depression or like just anxiety with school and everything, you know, like I think it all goes onto the table and it all counts. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think everybody has their fair share of mental health issues. Um, but whether it be a week of depression because you've had a bad couple of days and then being clinically depressed and being medicated. Um, there are a couple of different things and very different topics. <clears throat> um, I'm actually medicated for mine. Um, I take stuff for depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have other like health issues that are genetic, like tachycardia and like hypertension. Yeah. And those are actually caused by my anxiety. So, um, yeah. What are those? Yeah, bro, we're not you. <laughs> we oh, don't shit. Speak, sorry. We don't speak nurse, sorry, man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> like, I just have, like, super high blood pressure and, like, super high heart rate. Yeah. Like, all the time. Like, I'm, like, sitting here right now. My heart rate probably, like, 110. You drink coffee or anything or no? I mean, I drink one cup of coffee in the morning. You will buy, like, energy drinks. And try to quit. Yeah, I know. Like, the, for me, like, the... The coffee feels great, but like for me, it was always like gave me more anxiety, you know? Yeah, but in the same sense, like coffee is like my safe space, so like it makes me feel relaxed. Yeah. Because the one thing I can know that can go normal in the morning. True. True. I didn't think about it like that. Um, But no, that's like how, how have you found like good ways to cope with that? So we'll start with depression because that's a tough one. But um, yeah. there was, I mean, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty depressed about, I don't know, like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you guys know, it's like, it's not an easy topic to talk about, but like, there's oh, like man. a, I feel Whatever like you're like, comfortable with. No, 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 no. Like, I feel like there's just like a, a huge stigma around mental health, and especially being a male talking about mental health, because like. Like you guys said, like, here's the, the guys, like, the macho guys that are supposed to be, like, big and tough and not talk about their feelings. And, like, if you have feelings, don't show it. Pull up by your bootstraps and get the fuck over it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I grew up, too. Um, but I also know, like, working in healthcare, like, ideally, I know there shouldn't be any stigmas around mental like, health. Like, if you need help, get it. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was afraid to reach out and get medicated and talk about my feelings because I know damn well there's a stigma around it. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the one thing that helped me the most, like, so if you guys looked a while back, I, I said for mental health, like if there's one thing you can do to make your day better, get up and make your bed. Like, yeah, I remember you telling some, me that. That's something you can control. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I read a book that was like a self-help book and my stepmom actually helped me out a lot talking about it. Um, so in the mornings, I would wake up, write three things I'm thankful for. And then when I go to bed, I'd write another three things I'm thankful for. But the only rule was you couldn't repeat those. Oh. So like the goal is like, you know what, like today might suck. Like I don't want to get out of bed. But like, for example, my little sister next door, like she doesn't seem depressed. Like she's a positive role model. So like you got to like take like the little things you don't think about every day. Like today's going to suck. But guess what? At nine o'clock tonight, I'm gonna hop on the podcast and talk to all my friends. Sure, you know, not every day you gotta talk about. Yeah, not every day is gonna be a bad day. Right, and then as far as anxiety goes, I mean that's a whole different beast. Um, (laughs) I take medication for it, and it made me feel even worse. I felt awful. 
Um, so that's a whole different story with medications. Um, but I can tell you one thing I did do. I s sometimes like at work when it gets really bad, like when she hits the fan, um, I find myself box breathing. You know what that is? No. So box breathing is like a breathing technique used by like people that handle high stress situations or have panic anxiety and stuff like that. So like you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, oh, okay. breathe out for four seconds and just keep repeating the process. Yeah. Like, it's a game changer. Like I thought I was gonna lose my absolute mind at work the other day because shit was hitting the fan left and right. Yeah. Like I need to take a break, I need to take a break. But like I took 30 seconds, box breathe, and it's like, you know what? It went away. It's like a breath of fresh air. That's pretty good advice too. I know like people have always like told us that and everything, and especially like being in the military, like sometimes when shit hits the fan, it gets really heavy, really fast. Right. Um, and like, they've always told us like, you know, just take a breath and everything, like figure out where you are, what you're doing and everything. But I think like the biggest thing is like actually doing it. It, it sounds like, stupid. Like when I first yeah, got told that, it, it sounds yeah. like that's bullshit. It's not gonna work. Yeah, and I was like, I, like when somebody told me that, I was like, "Fuck you! I don't have time to breathe right now." Because like, like fuck out of my face. I can literally feel like my, my heart rate in my face. Like, I can I know how fast my heart's beating because like my face is just literally throbbing. Yeah, yeah. And like you like do the box breathing, you find like a breathing technique that just works for you because every breathing technique's not gonna work for everybody. Yeah. If you find that like technique that works for you, man, I can just like. It's like a weight just lifted off your chest. I think like I actually just like, cause I've always told other people that, you know, just like take a breather, relax, tell yourself it's going to be okay. And I think I have to just take my own advice for, for once. Right. Um, but yeah, no, man. Like I, I definitely feel you on like a lot of that stuff. Um, especially like with like, like with like depression and anxiety. Um, so in twenty beginning of 2018 i was diagnosed with general depression and then um later that month i was also diagnosed with anxiety as well um these are things that i never knew how to stroke how to how to deal with um they're things that from what the, like the doctors have told me and everything they're like no you've probably had this for like a really long time you just you know something just clicks and you just can't deal with it anymore um I really didn't know, didn't know what to do with it anymore. I didn't know how to handle it or anything. I did take meds for about a year and a half. Um, and then like a couple months ago, I'd say about like six to eight months ago, I stopped. Um, doctor said, hey, like if you don't want to take it anymore, you don't have to. And I was like, well, let me just try it without it. And everything's been great since. Um, I would say like I have my hard days. Definitely have my hard days. But um, it's been okay ever since. I think this last week has just been like one of the hardest, you know? Um, but no, man, that's a lot of good advice. Definitely the the breathing thing, I would say I've seen other people do it. I, I have not done it myself. I, I've never been one to take like my own advice, but I have told other people to do that. And I've seen it do a lot of great things. And it does work. I think the one thing is I just need to believe that it does work. You also need patience. You need to practice. It's not going to work like the first couple of times. You need to keep practicing. Yeah. Like yeah, that's true. Tell you. Um, but yeah, Noah, what do you what do you got? All right. Is there anything you want me to? Because I can sit here and talk for an hour, or I can I can talk about what I said earlier. The the floor you is want. yours. The floor is yours. All man. right. So going off of, honestly, Austin, I didn't know that about you, that you were, um, that you were on medication for it, which I think is cool though. Um, so what I was going to, the point I was going to bring up with the medication and, uh, and mental health is so a little bit of backstory. I'm someone who has had ADHD apparently for a while, but, um, so I recently, I was about two years ago in college, I got prescribed Adderall mm -hmm. and Adderall is a uh, opioid. And, um, so it can affect your mood. So when I first got prescribed it, like it just helped me like exponentially. I got much like my grades are great now. And when I wasn't on it, it just, 
they were definitely crap. And so I'm definitely someone who like actually has ADHD and who's actually suffering from it. But I started to notice about, let's say about a year after taking it, and it wasn't super high doses, a year after taking it, that I would just feel like super sad, super anxious. And there were external factors in my life that were attributing to this. But Mm. like Adderall was definitely something that it's kind of like when you take it, you get that kick. If anyone has ever taken it before, like recreationally, recreationally or otherwise, you know, like there's like a kick get a lot of focus you get um i think it's dopamine or serotonin or whatever is shot into your brain basically from the drug um and then you get super happy and then eventually you crash on it mm-hmm. um so i was starting to feel that crash something that i had no clue was going to happen and there were things going on in my life at that time i kind of wish our was on the podcast because he was like I I'd, there had been like multiple times last year where I just called him like super depressed, super sad. I didn't even know like what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the drug kind of enhanced that. Mm-hmm. So the things were going on in my life and I wasn't equating two and two together where this drug that I was taking was also kind of fucking with me. Um, and that's something that I don't think people realize with these opioids is that especially with something like Adderall, it does have its, um, it does have its positive effects, but the negative effects were once I crashed on that, it was, it's maybe like if you ever had a ton of caffeine and you've crashed, it was like that times 20. Yeah. Um, and it just made like, if I was having a good day, I would just kind of mellow out. If I was having a bad day, which was happening a lot, especially like say if it was like in the winter time and like a lot of people get like seasonal defective or um, whatever it's called. Seasonal disorder, mm-hmm. seasonal depression. Yeah, a lot of people get that in the wintertime just because of the low light or vitamin D levels. If it was like a bad day in the wintertime, I was having like an especially hard time like coping with it. So I would, you know, there were times where I'd be go- coming from class. This was all going to school too. So I was dealing with this. I'd be coming from class and something would happen and I would just like have to call like our and be like, dude, like you got to talk me down because I'm feeling horrible right now. Yeah. So with medication, um, I know that right now, I think a lot of my family is on some kind of medication or another for anxiety, depression, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no clue about that until I started looking into it and then I found out. So I guess you could say it runs in my family or whatever, but with what Austin was saying, that there's a stigma behind it about about you like being a guy and you not supposed to you're supposed to suck it up and all that stuff and so that was kind of the mindset i had and that was kind of the mindset i had with my adhd as well i was like oh i don't think i'm gonna like go to a doctor and talk about this and when i did go i was super nervous and because he's a healthcare professional he was like oh no we have people that come in here all the time and like not college kids, but like guys who are working at the factory and they come in here and they're like, yeah, I'm having a really hard time like focusing and stuff. So, yeah, you know, what can you do for me? And they're like, Hey, you might have ADHD. Like a lot of adults have it. And most people don't come in for it because they have no clue about it. And also there's a stigma behind the, behind any kind of opioid nowadays. Um, but yeah, so I went in and talked to the doctor and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what's happening with me. These are my symptoms. And I went in because I had friends that had the same symptoms and I was like, I kind of have that. I went and talked to him and he made me feel super comfortable. He was like, that's like the most natural thing in the world. If you have it, you have it. And I got, got it was, it was actually kind of funny how easy it was to get it, but kind of tells you about the state of the industry, but um, yeah, I got it and I got treated and I'm doing really well, but now being on it for about two years or so, I have to make sure that, I don't like take a lot of it, you know, not overdose, but just take more than I should. Yeah. Yeah. Because that can like the crash just gets bigger. The more you take of a drug like that and Adderall isn't like prescribed to, I don't know if it's prescribed to deal with depression and anxiety. I don't think it is, but that's something that you have to be careful with. Mm -hmm. I would notice like on days, if I took a lot of it that I would be feeling like a little more down because I crashed and everything. But Right. And so that was something that I kind of 
I thought I might go down a rabbit hole because I noticed that I was crashing on it and I thought, well, do I have to go back to my doctor and do I have to look at other like anti-anxiety medications and whatnot that are going to end up, am I going to, basically I was worried I was going to end up on like a regimen of like 10, like 15 freaking pills a day mm-hmm. because I'm trying to like keep myself intact. But after I, so after all that story, after I removed myself from some kind of bad situations that I've that I was in, you know, and, you know, fixed myself, put myself in some good situations. I found that I wasn't really like, I didn't, I was having a lot less anxiety. I was actually feeling happy for once, Mm -hmm. like in like a whole year, which was a very weird feeling because I was like, I, I was basically like, what the hell? Like, I don't feel like I deserve to be happy right now, but I didn't end up getting medicated and I ended up changing these situations around me, which I don't think is anything wrong with getting medicated for it because it is, I mean, if you talk to some healthcare professionals, they say that it is a, uh, a chemical imbalance in the brain, I think. Um, so a lot of people, I think, suffer from that. I think a lot of people, there's a stigma, especially with guys that you just need to suck it up. You just need to, and even if there is not a stigma in your family, like you might just be ignorant to it. You might just think like depression is something like, you know, veterans get or people that have had traumatic experiences in their life. But I mean, it's something that anybody can get like a word of advice, like a a word of advice is like, if you really do like you feel how you feel and you shouldn't neglect your feelings just because you don't, you shouldn't compare your feelings to somebody else because everyone has different experiences. So if I can give a word of advice, I would say, you know, go to the doctor and just, sit there and talk to them, you know, tell them everything. Don't be afraid because they're there to listen and they're there to help most importantly. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of, especially guys out there, I think a lot of them would rather just push it down instead of go to talk to somebody. And um, if you do need medicated, you need to be medicated. Um, and also if you do need to change, make changes in your life, a therapist can help with that. Cause I did go to a therapist for a little while. Um, that wasn't super helpful to me, but I don't need to talk about that. But uh, yeah, that was my, <laughs> it, it was just, I don't know. But that was, that's my, that's been my experience as far as like drug related goes. I've been on an opioid. Um, I have to be careful with how much I take. It's not necessarily a bad drug, but it, it's more of a tool, I would say, than anything. It's something I use for studying and grades. And obviously I don't take it like to go out and party and I wouldn't recommend anyone do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of my experience. I'm sure Austin has some thoughts on that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, quick, I'm going to take a quick second because I got to grab my laptop charger. What noise are you fucking making? I am so sorry. That was a slinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. Fucking was it that loud? Yeah, it was yeah. really loud. I thought you were like oh. making food or some shit. Uh, I oh, don't know fuck what you were doing. It's okay. I was just okay. I just walked into my room, started fucking with a slinky. All right. Um. So, some of the things that I wanted to talk about are like some of the healthier ways to cope. Obviously, um, you guys have heard like how I was drinking a lot, um, in a couple episodes ago. That like that was like my way to cope. Uh, I was just drinking because I was like the one thing that made me feel good. Obviously, that is an unhealthy way. I don't think I need to preface that. Um, But yeah, it was really bad way that I was trying to deal with the things that were happening around me. Um, But one of the best ways that I felt um, that I could get through it and like really one of the things that helped me get over that hump is working out. Um, I remember just a few months after um, like one of my deepest, darkest, depressive episodes, I started working out a bunch and I lost 35 pounds. Um, when I started, I was 228 and I'm 5'9", so 228 is a little hefty. Um, and it's definitely as big as I've ever gotten. And I was extremely uncomfortable with my weight. Um, I would always like try to hide it. I had a big uh, like beer belly and everything. And like, I just didn't look my best. Um, but I lost 35 pounds, got into the best shape of my life. Um, did a bunch of five K's running a lot, biking a lot. And 
working out personally has been one of the best ways for me to cope with things. I know just the other day, like I felt really good and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with, lift some weights. And I lifted a bunch of weights. I got a really good workout in and I felt amazing. And I, I really felt great again. And I just have to keep telling myself like, you know what, like just, I got to keep working out, got to keep working out because like, that's truly when I feel great. I don't know about you guys, but that's, that's one of the ways I cope with it. Um, one of the un, kind of unhealthy ways that I cope with it. I don't know. Therapists always say it's unhealthy, but I don't really think it's that bad, but it's like humor. Um, I just make a lot of jokes about a lot of things. Um, obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I just literally make a joke about everything. Doesn't matter what it is, I will literally make a joke about everything. Um, there's been times when that's gotten me in trouble, and there's been times when that was, that kind of like broke the tension in a room that was very um, kind of like problematic or so. But I don't know. I use humor a lot. I don't think it's that bad. I, I feel like there could be worse things, especially like looking back, like I was drinking a lot. Like I'll take humor over drinking any day. But um, but yes, that's just some of the ways that I cope with things. I just make a lot of jokes, like whether I'm depressed or oh shit. Um, whether I'm depressed or and whatnot. But um, yeah, humor doing. I did stand up a couple months ago, obviously when the pandemic hit that kind of got shut down. So, uh, can't do stand up anymore, but, but yeah, no, I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun and it was, it made me feel good about myself. I was like, yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, at least I can make some people laugh. So there's that. Um, and I know you guys talked about a lot of like some of the ways that you cope with things, whether it be therapy or, um medication or just like straight up just talking about it like no i know you said you talked to, to our Hennis a lot um yeah and that that was like very helpful for you to just like sit there and talk to someone and like aj i know like we've talked a lot um and i know it's probably been helpful it's been helpful for me i don't know if it's been i'm sure it's been helpful for you but um are there any other things or any other advice that you want to give people on ways to cope with anxiety and depression? Cause Noah, you said that therapy doesn't, didn't work for you. Yeah. Um, so with me, I mean, I think with a therapist you need to, so this was, this was through the school. So this was free for me mm -hmm. um, because Utilito offers like um, mental health services, but I think you kind of have to build a repertoire with your uh, therapist. And I only went, for two weeks because it just didn't feel like it was helping mm -hmm. but one thing that i found that does really help I, like obviously remove yourself from whatever situation that's causing the, the depression it's easier said than done but yeah. going and just being around people whether that be your friends your family even like uh even like with us playing uh video games like just being around somebody talk talking to them taking your mind off of it like that was something that really, really helped me because a lot mm -hmm. of people have the tendency to kind of shut themselves off when they're not feeling too well and kind of like lock themselves in the room. And I'd say, do not do that. Yeah. That can be very detrimental in the long run. You need to go, you know, get your friends, say, listen, I'm not feeling good. You're going to get on PlayStation right now and you're going to play this game with me. And that's what we're going to do for the next four hours because I feel like crap. Or if you can go home to your family and say, and just stay a couple days if you need to or right. stay at a friend's house. Being around people is pretty crucial. You definitely want to surround yourself because that's a big distraction. It's also people that I assume love you and you, you just don't want to get in your head, locked in your room and your, uh, in your thoughts. You want to uh, find any distraction that you can. Mm -hmm. Austin, do you have any other ways to, like any other things that uh, or advice that you can give to the people to help cope with, uh, whether it be depression, anxiety, or anything else? Because obviously, like we discussed it before, but mental health is such a huge field. Um, it doesn't just encompass anxiety and ADHD or or uh, um, depression. Like it's so 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 many things. So, yeah, what do you got for the people? Yeah, just gonna sidebar off Noah's comment right there. Um, yes, well, it's good to find distractions. Make them healthy distractions. Don't fucking start <laughs> coke habit or something. But not be fucking beneficial. Yeah, um, like like for me, like when I was like very, very depressed, I would go out and I would drink a lot 
And yeah, I was being social, but I would say not in the healthiest way. Right. I mean, everything is okay to an extent, but don't become abusive towards substance, whether it be alcohol or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what I will say is if you're going to get medicated, great. But a couple things to take into account is give it time to work because an early onset of a drug is at least a few weeks. So it's not going to get better in a couple of days. Stick to your regimen. Take it as prescribed. Um, and the other thing is, if it's a couple months and it still doesn't feel like it's working, go to your doctor. Tell them that because not every med is going to work the same for everybody else. Like, me and Noah have the same problem and take the same medication. It might fucking work great for Noah, but it could make me feel like shit. Yeah. So just take that into account. It's true. AJ, what do you got for coping mechanisms? Along with medication, there is some out there for like depression or anxiety that it does make your mood worse, but will go up. Mm-hmm. And like you already talked about, like you have to give it time. And if it doesn't work, then I have the dosage or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I did I didn't, back then, I didn't know if it was a healthy way or not, where I would just like rely on gaming. So escape my reality to a gaming reality. And I've always been a gamer since I was a kid. So that's always been my thing to go to. But where I made it unhealthy is locking myself in a room. So we had this thing in the military called four-day weekends, for at least the Army, at least. And every time there's a holiday for anything, you get a four-day weekend. And I would literally buy enough food or whatever to be in my room all all day, like the whole weekend, the whole four-day week. <laughs> I would not see sunlight unless I had to do laundry. But Sounds I like a dream there. when we were growing up. Yeah, but it's <laughs> – you're just gaming all day, and it's just very bad. But for something healthy – that I really saw like was very helpful. Like if you don't feel comfortable talking to a therapist, then find someone, you know, you trust that will listen, but it's also someone who's very, um, something like this beneficial to you. Like it's going to help you, like give you advice. Like it's good to have someone to listen, but you also need some advice or like some sort of direction to go. Yeah. Like for, like for you, it was, it was me. And then like for Noah, it was our Hennis. Um, and then like, for me, it was my mentor that was in the episode last week, Valerie. Um, she's definitely helped me through a lot of my toughest struggles and she's definitely been a rock, uh, in my life for, um, for a lot of things, whether it's like family issues, work life, work stress, like anything, she's always been like a rock there. And I think it's important to have that, um, foundation and that supportive group around you. Um, and I know like I've said it for, for you guys before, but like, I want to really reiterate that I think we should be like anchoring each other, you know, like holding each other accountable and like being there for one another. I know Austin's always been there for me. Noah, you're definitely always there for me. And like AJ, like you have always been there for me. And I think it's important to find a group of, um, people that are there for you. Like, like you guys are for me. Um, so yeah, that was just like a small little tangent. But what else do you have to say, Adrian? Mm, that's really it. Like, there's a lot of ways to cope with this. Just everybody's different. You got to find what really suits you. Yeah, and like definitely, don't be afraid to like experiment. Like I know, in high school, I never really knew what I was dealing with, but I knew when I was like stressed out, if I would like smoke weed, like I felt a lot better. Um, and I could like really sit down, focus on some of the things that I needed to do, whether it was like homework projects or, or anything that was like set in front of me. Like I knew like if I was like feeling very stressed out, I would just smoke real quick, come back to it. And, um, and I felt a lot better. So sometimes that helps, but, um, that's definitely something you should be very cautious about. Also don't rely on things, you know, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to learn how to also face situations mm-hmm. too. Yeah. If you rely on things, you're going to like, what if one day you can't, it's not available and then you're stuck. Yeah, definitely. I think that's like one of the biggest things too, is like, I always, I used to rely on weed a lot, um, especially like in high school and everything. Like I literally for anything, I'd be like, I'm just going to go smoke. Um, but I think when it came down into the military, I didn't have that option anymore. So I, it went to drinking and then like eventually I found healthy ways to, uh, change my behavior and to properly cope with things. So, yeah, you're you're definitely right. Don't find things that are uh, don't let them things become like permanent or 
don't rely on them too much. Thank you for uh, listening and I uh, appreciate you guys. If you guys have any questions, um, you guys know the socials. They're always in the description down below. But um, yeah, we also have a website that I just set up. Uh, it's completely finalized and good to go. Um, there I have blogs. I have a questions section. Um, if you want to submit anonymous questions, um, you can there. And then um, you can read some of the stuff that we're talking about just some of the stuff that I didn't want to put in the podcast or anything. Cause I just wanted to write about it myself, but there you can find more content and uh, just peruse whatever you want to see, but I uh, appreciate you guys for coming in. See you.